All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you live with heel producer Jim Cunningham and my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Sally, what's up? What's going on, buddy? Well, we are coming off perhaps the greatest sports weekend of the year, right? Uh, we, I think we discussed this. We threw this around. The six games we saw were weird. I think four of them were weird. One or two were really good. That's how I would describe it. It kept us in front of the TV the entire day, though, so that was great. And then last night, uh, Alabama just obliterating Ohio State. That just went over, or as in Bryce's case, got a bad line. It uh, yep. it pushed, right? Yep. Final Seven, score. 76, 54. Uh, wait, no, 50, 52, 24. 24. Yep, yep. 76. Push. It looked like it was going over in the first half. And then, of course, the but the gambling gods uh, keep you honest. It uh, pushed. But Alabama, there you go. A zillion people celebrated in the streets of Tuscaloosa. And they are the champs, and they're good. And I don't think there's any asterisk by their name. And uh, maybe I like them more because I bet them yesterday and, and uh, parlayed them with the Chiefs to win the AFC. But Parley Smart. Kid, what do you think about this Alabama team? Fantastic. Um, I think last night they showed, uh, I don't know, is this one of, is, could this be Alabama's best team they've put out there for all the championships they've had? I think that's in debate right now. Yeah. That's uh, certainly uh, uh, Smith fantastic. I think right here on this show uh, is one uh, many, many weeks ago. I said, this guy's got to get into the Heisman conversation. And mm -hmm. uh, he has been, he was phenomenal. I don't think anybody throws a nicer ball than Mac Jones. I mean, I think I could catch it uh, if, if he threw it to me. He throws a beautiful ball. A great running back, just great all around, and uh, they're just loaded. Saban's a great uh, coach, head coach, and he obviously surrounds himself with a really good staff. So uh, I think this uh, they're in the conversation for maybe their best team of all time, but I think just because of this situation this year and maybe yeah. some other teams weren't at full strength, that could take away a little bit, but phenomenal run for them. Phenom phenomenal job to get through the season. They did it. I think uh, kudos to them. It wasn't easy for those players. I'll tell you what, and uh, this is going to seem like bragging to someone like uh, Harry, who doesn't even get ESPN. It's very sad at this point in the season <laughs> and, and his life. But I uh, had access. I put the game on and it said, hey, do you want to watch this in 4K? I was like, hell yeah, I do. And then I missed it. I, I was about to press OK and I missed it. So then I, I go through the guide and you could watch this game on like six channels yesterday. They were really mm -hmm. like. Uh, I think Nickelodeon 3 had it. Uh, I'm not sure. Like, they, it was all over the place. One of the channels had no announcers, had scrolling stats on the bottom. You'd see what happened after every play and the quarterback's perspective. And that's what I ended up on in 4K. And it was dynamite to watch Mac Jones back there. Just phenomenal. And Harry, I know, uh, again, you probably didn't get to watch it because you don't have ESPN. You didn't bundle that. Um, but you, Mac Jones was your best bet. You amazingly put it on all your platforms, Mac Jones, uh, over yards. What was it, 365 or something like that? Yeah, well, uh, 365 and a half. Then I saw, you know, yesterday, if you were betting it, it went up to like 368 and a half, but he had 342 at halftime. Got it with like 12 and a half minutes to go in the third. He was, like Darren mentioned, amazing team. Just throw, not even throwing a ton downfield, 15, 20 yards. Just these little screens, little delay passes, and they all worked every time. They're so fast. It's a great, great win. 
Great win, and one that you didn't have conflicting uh, advice on on any other your other platforms. Like this week, we'll get into it, but this week, I don't know, Brian, what did he do on our grab? We asked for a graphic, and he took the Colts, and then, but on best bet corner, he said the Bills look out. That offense is dynamite. They're going to Yeah, he's, so he said he, they're going to roll. They're going to blow out, and he said the Bills by 14 to 17 <laughs> points on best bet corner. But, that, but But then he took the Colts, and then it, he acts like, oh, I got the, you know, I got the Colts right on that graphic. Harry, you want to defend but yourself? Then he, but he acts like he forgot it when his, his bet bet pick you know, went up at no. about the same time. It, really? it went up well, the that's same my day. day. Brian, yeah. Brian, you're right. I did forget. You're absolutely right. Don't I didn't I totally forgot. Yeah, Harry, well, what, what what what's going on? How do you forget? First of all, there's so few games now left in the NFL. Why are you forgetting what you did from Tuesday through Thursday? Oh, I'm Why busy, you... man. I'm busy. I'm doing a ton of things. I'm Those busy. Guys, guys, uh, Harry is he's the walking <laughs> billboard for anti-marijuana movements uh, as far as I'm concerned. This <laughs> You drinking three what? weed sodas a day? No, hot. no, I'm not. Yeah, he doesn't remember. Craig, he doesn't remember anything. This guy. <laughs> weed, weed sodas are out of Arizona now. I can't find one anywhere. Wow. I think uh, I have another theory. I think uh, the the bizarre manner in which those headphones are hanging and tickling his brain in, in the wrong way, and it's a it's that might be it. Completely it. forgot. Now, Harry, really, you put it. You you write a call, whatever, on Tuesday, Thursday. It should kind of be the same thing. You know, I don't know. Put it this way. I really didn't like the game at all. So uh, in the contest, I don't even so know you we were went doing, both just, sides. doing the pick. So I just I thought maybe, you know, because six and a half, I just thought later on down the week, uh, down the road the last week that six and a half seemed too fishy. Everything's going too right for the Buffalo. All they got to do is win by a touchdown. I thought, you know what? Maybe Rivers can keep them in this. And so can't Jonathan Taylor. And they did. And I took the three. I took the. I get uh, it. I took. I took the six and a half. It shouldn't differ wildly from twenty. I guess I could have changed before. my article, sure. But I guess. By the way, does anybody own more shirts from teams that they don't root for than Harry? I don't think so. What is that? Uh, is that I mean, a piece of cheese? What is that? I don't know. Oh, oh, that's a lightning Charger. bolt. That's that's Charger's the Chargers. It, it's. I thought it was Munster cheese. I wasn't sure what that was. <laughs> Joel Solomon or Jim Cunningham? Do you have? I mean, I feel like there should be a punishment for Harry giving out picks on our sites that are different from those on his sites, and then claiming. Be happy I gave out the winner on your site. He's he's the stew finer of. uh, (laughs) of, Me and me, 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 Jerry Ferrer. Stew's got integrity. Listen, me, me, Jerry Ferrer, and Rachel can't be stopped. What up? Were you four and two? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think I was three four and two, three. but the Tampa thing was a really kind of a tough thing. So really, we were sort of five and one. Oh, please. Uh, Joel, what do you think of Harry? I don't know. I think there should be a punishment. I don't know that he goes back and forth like this. It's fair. I mean, he's punished enough. I mean, don't you think? <laughs> Punish me. I'll, I'll go over and hang out with Ken. He's got he's got 10 feet of wire stuck into his ear. Right? <laughs> That's true. All right. Let's just see how this plays out. Hey, we have a big show. Obviously, four gigantic uh, playoff games this weekend, the divisional round. Uh, these guys have their best bets. They're going to pick hockey. The parlay kids said we must take hockey bets. It's season uh, puck drops Wednesday. Um, so that's fun. Another sport to add. And we have Kendrick Perkins, Gina Paradiso. They are going to be previewing their new podcast, the Betting Academy Hoops Edition. Yes, they teach you how to gamble. Kendrick Perkins, former champion on this network, the Extra Points Pod Network. It'll be, what is it, twice a week, Jim? Yes, sir. Yeah, and they uh, recorded their first episode and uh, all ready to go. That You can find that on the money grab feed so much to get to i will uh i will get into it later with them and we're going to interview them and have a good time now 
uh, we should say, as fun as it is to brag about wins, it's even more fun to talk about the ones you took on the chin. It's time to deep dive in the collectively crushed soul of the degenerate trifecta in a segment we hate to call bed aches. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. It's such a nice, calming song, and then followed by just <laughs> sheer terror and uh, and just disappointment. And Brother Bry, um, well, let's start with you. You seem to always have the best ones. What is your betting for the week? Uh, so, you know, we talked about this on the pod last week. One of my big bets over the weekend was the under one and a half shortest touchdown. I love that. I've been doing it for years. It's been great for years. Obviously, this bet needs a lot of luck to win. But there are a lot of touchdowns where players were diving and hitting the pylons or running in for the three or four yard line untouched. So it had gone one and three going into the Saints-Bears game. Second to last drive. Uh, they have first and goal from the one. Kamara loses two yards. So that that drive is done, right? So now the next drive, third and goal from the one. Kamara gets stopped at like the inch line. So then what do they decide to do? They decide, well, this has been what the Saints have been doing. They're going to have Breeze jump over and extend the ball for a touchdown, right? Yes, I'm going crazy, right? I'm like, <laughs> yes, this is one of my bigger bets. I'll take it. Breeze is talking shit to the camera. As soon mm -hmm. as he scores, Breeze starts talking shit. They show the replay and Nance is like, oh, yeah, that's a touchdown. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, that might be a little bit short. And yeah. at the same time, I'm saying that Tony's like, oh, I don't know, Jim. And then they show three different angles. And I'm like, oh, my God, the ball, the ball is definitely short. The one angle was like maybe something. One out of four confirmed that maybe it was it. May yeah. Maybe the one from the ground level. Right. So now this now this is a fucking disaster. So now I'm like. <laughs> Now it's one and four, this bet. But now, all right, now on the other side of this, this is the best part. On the other side of this, I have the Bears getting 11 and a half here, right? So I'm like, and you're like, all right, Bears come down back, back door cover. But it's like, all right, they got to drive 99 yards, but we know they're probably not going to use timeouts because the game's over. They score with no time left. Mm. <laughs> we all forgot the rule. They don't have to take the extra point. They lose by fucking 12. Just overall, just disaster. I mean, if just they score, terrible. If they yeah. score with one second left, I cover that bet. Oh, my God. I was just, it was just well, going crazy. But I've just had a, I don't know. I, I had a terrible weekend again. This is just, this is Brian, I was saying ridiculous. it too. I was like a 99 yard. I'm like, well, what are the odds that the Bears go 99 yards and get a two point conversion? And before you know it, they were down there and Jimmy Graham makes a ridiculous, crazy, maybe the last pl play of his career. Uh, one-handed catch in the end zone. And then you're right. If there was one second left, they would have gone for two. Now they changed this rule in 2018. Two years ago, yeah. Case Keenum came out and took a knee, I think. They made the whole the locker room empty back out. Case Keenum took a knee. And I think the league's like, all right, what's more embarrassing at this point? If guys are not going or kind of going for two-point conversions, teams are playing, not really playing defense on the two-point conversion in a, in a situation where it doesn't matter. So they did away with it if it has no bearing on the final score, which killed us. By the way, Bears should have covered anyway. Ridiculous, ridiculous. So many times the Saints let them back in there. But, Bri, on the, on the Breeze thing, why do quarterbacks bring it back? Parlay maybe you could jump in on this. Why do they bring it back? So Breeze uh, throws it forwards and brings it back immediately. Like, if you fumble the ball, they're going to give you the benefit of the doubt of, right. uh, you know, 
the, 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 the furthest my, you've gotten, right? My my only thinking, and maybe probably kid could say, my only thinking is you are worried you're going to get hurt somehow. Yeah, I think it's just your instinct. I think it's just your instincts, like. You know, if somebody goes to punch you in the face, you're gonna you're gonna go back. You know, so I, I think that's all that is. Yeah, well, keep your head back, but keep your hand. I guess you don't want to get your. I hands know what you're saying. Well, wait, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, Darren. In your history, did you ever have to do that? Oh, come on, Harry. Quarterback sneak, never over. Quarterback pile. sneak for the I touchdown. Ever, I think I I probably have gone under, but never like over like that. No, I don't think so. All right, all right. Uh, that's your betting, Harry. What is your betting? Well, mine is like, uh, look, I blame this on you guys because you want to give me so much crap about the Chinese basketball betting that overnight. I know. I'm I, sorry. I mean, it's listen, normal. Listen, it's very I, normal. I'm sorry. I'm hitting 72%. Meanwhile, so I figured, okay, well, I'm going to go to different sports. I'm not going to bet that this week. I won't mess around with it. So I played other different sports. I bet golf. I went 0-4 and 3 on matchups. That's really right. good. Uh, in basketball, well, this one in basketball was just brutal where I had uh, I bet on a 14 parlay needed Fresno State oh. over San Jose State yeah. minus 245 second half. Look at this. Listen to this. 330 left. They're killing them. Money line 245. 330 left. Fresno doesn't score another point in the last three minutes and 30 seconds. But at the time, I was still up 14 points. 14 points would have got me a push. San Jose State outscores them 15 to nothing in the last three minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> they make a free throw with four seconds to go. I lose by one. And like I was saying, the overnight betting, instead of betting the Chinese basketball, Brian knows I, 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 I'm in love with Carolina Pliskova. I love her, but she never wins for me. I, I bet her overnight <laughs> at minus 1,000 on a parlay. Minus 1,000 on a parlay. Only one left. She loses six two six four at minus a thousand. <laughs> I love that the idea that he has to keep us happy. First of all, nonsensical. So oh, he stops. It makes you happy. He stops what? It makes he you stops plenty betting Chinese happy. basketball and instead bets Pliskova in a tennis <laughs> tournament that no one is watching in the world. What te- what tournament was this even? What I don't know. I think it was in Germany. <laughs> Harry, I tell you all the time, right? Especially on the women's side, you can't bet these non majors, right? It's just. I mean, how many screw jobs? You already know there's some fixing in tennis and these non so major tournaments. We talk about ridiculous. it all the time, but but probably still at minus a thousand, <laughs> she loses six two six four. All right, I'm all right, probably kid. That's that's tough to top. But well, you look, it, it goes back to um, I forget what we were watching. It was a, one of the good games on. I thought I'm glad Harry didn't mention Wright State because I forget what it is. But Brian and I getting side text, Sal. They, it, they won. The by, the way, by the way, by the way, Wright State. Games, right? Right oh, State right won the next State day by lost. 39. Like I, I had Wright State. I'm like, he's paying attention to Wright State basketball and not watching the NFL. It's incredible. Well, that was, my, that was my extra point pick. Wright State, right in and Dayton, then, and then Harry. The next, I, I, look, and then right the, in Dayton. I've been to Wright State a few times. Well, why is that uh, your extra point pick? And I should mention these guys all make picks on extrapoints.com every single day. But well, why would football coming up, would that even be your, your pick? Uh, Tough I like question. It. I know because there was no girls tennis. I get it. Well, yeah. right, won, by the right. way, right state, right state. The next day, won by thirty nine. <laughs> well, the next listen, day. my bet ache, quite simply, uh, the Seahawks. Um, I, I know. Look, they were three point favorites. It wasn't nothing happened in that game where you say, uh, "I can't." I really got screwed. It just the NFC West has been like kryptonite to me uh, this year, where I could never figure that division out from one week to the other. Uh, I and just trying to figure out like what happened to the Seahawks. Uh, Russell Wilson, after about four or five weeks, was on uh, pace to break all types of records and 
The offense was flying. And towards the end of the season, it, it looked they looked like a shell of themselves. I don't, I just, it, to me, it was just what happened to them. They were given a gift with the quarterback situation there with the Rams. Mm. Uh, it was a mess. And they still couldn't win that game. Had them on a lot of different things. I just, uh, and even though, look, I know you didn't. I know Brian didn't. I don't even think Harry did. I was probably in the minority thinking Seattle. I shouldn't have gone that way, but I did. It hurt me. And I just, it left me wondering, like, what happened to Seattle? Are they just not as good uh, as their 12 and four record indicated? I guess they weren't. That was a bad, not a bad beat, but just a head scratcher with Seattle and why Russell Wilson. But I I get it. The Rams defense is great. They have probably two of the three best defenders in all of football, but. Find a way, Pete Carroll. Scored more than 20, and, and you win that. I, I promise the Rams not scoring Weird. towards the end. It's frustrating watching them. So Listen, frustrating. This is why Harry only bets the NFC <laughs> Far East. You know, he goes out of his way. Uh, <laughs> Polly Kid or anybody here, I was thinking about it this morning. Has there ever been, you ever seen such a collapse in four offenses as we have with the NFC West? Great this point. year, you said that yeah. 49ers. Okay, great. It's injuries, lots of injuries, uh, opt outs, all that stuff. At least they had a fun, first of all, Super Bowl team. At least they had like a fun pre snap motion. Right. You know, you didn't know what you're getting out of that offense. The Rams, obviously, you expected more from Goff every single week. All right, now he's got a busted thumb, everything's out the window. Uh, Seattle. Are you kidding me? That were, they were one of the Seattle and Arizona were two of the four offenses I loved watching the most, probably around week five or six, and then it just disappeared. I don't know. Maybe we find out all these quarterbacks were injured. Maybe that's it. Russell Wilson, you find out something was weird with him in the offseason, and same with Kyle Murray, which we've been saying for a month or, or more anyway. But uh, yeah, very disappointing. Um, and uh, there you go. All right. That's another installment of Bedaks. Let's take a listen to the song once again. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bad It's a bad It's a bad Yes, Bedaks brought to you by Prop Swap. NFL playoffs here. Prop Swap's your go to place to buy and sell football bets or tickets for sale on every team ranging for $20. To $2,000 and any ticket you buy can be resold at any time, even during the game. Last year, customers made thousands just by buying and selling NFL bets during the playoffs. And right now, offering up to $500 prop swap is in spending cash when you use the promo code ODDS. That's promo code ODDS, and prop swap will match your first deposit up to $500. Get started today by going to propswap.com or download the prop swap app. All right. Um, yeah, we got some uh, emails here too. Very sad. Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. If you have bed aches yourself, if you want to nominate yourself or someone you know into the Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame, which is in Pahrump, Nevada. Again, uh, construction has uh, slowed down because of the pandemic, but it's Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. Um, Sean Riley reached out to us and says, Sal, my betting career is officially over tonight. <laughs> I lost my two bets on the national championship. I was undecided on who I like in the game. Uh, I did my research on all the books and found a great prop that I love. First one that I backed was Ohio State over 28 and a half points. Got it at minus 180. Thought it was a steal. Bet $360 on it. Made that bet on Tuesday. It's going to be my only bet. And then I saw a sermon minus 175 score a touchdown. (laughs) Couldn't believe it. Boom. 
175 on that having poor Bry shaking his head. He had almost exactly the same bets, I think. <laughs> I have to take losing these sure things as a sign, right? I had a good 12 years of gambling under my belt. It was not a pretty run. I won't stop listening to the pod, though. Keep up the good work, lads. Cheers. Sean from New well, York. P.S. Does Super Bowl boxes count as gambling? <laughs> not really. You got to get back into women's can, tennis and the can, and the. Uh, can I jump? European can I jump in tennis. quick though? There, of course. So, yeah. So yeah. the Ohio State. So that last touch, because I know the part of the kid also had fields over two and a half touchdowns. That mm. last touchdown to Olave, there was nothing. I know Herb Street was saying you could see the ball move a little bit when his left foot is down in the back of that end zone. There is nothing that that is not a touchdown. Yeah. I do not know how they did not call a touchdown. So that. That game, especially for sure, I had a little higher price, but that definitely should have gone over the 20 and a half. There's no reason. I saw nothing for that. It not didn't to be help the black cleats and the dark right. end zone, right? But but I think you're right. I think that one angle. Yeah, I don't know why Herb Street and then he backed off because he was looking at the right foot. Yeah, that, that was uh, everything so close. Uh, we have another Matt Ryan Roy. Matt Ryan. Wow. Matt Ryan. Quarterback Matt Ryan, I guess. Cousin <laughs> Sal, big fan of your show and the whole trifecta. Been watching football all weekend and have been noticing there wasn't a one-yard touchdown in a while, so I took the last bit of my account on it. True Breeze pulling back that touchdown just ended my betting career for good. What the hell? People are, are quitting here, quitting gambling. I don't know what to do. We may have to send Matt Ryan a T-shirt or something. Well, the uh, thing that stinks is like if you if you – the thing that stinks for everybody, because if they bet that, you probably were going to bet it in the next game, too. Right. And, I mean, you might have bet it in the next game anyway. Cleveland-Pittsburgh was the next but game? The, the first play of the game, that goes under, because that's a oh, zero. Right. That's in the end zone. Oh, so interesting. A, so oh, the first, nice. the, so the first play, the you win. So, uh, yeah, it stinks if you backed off after the yeah, one. Yeah, if you lost all your money by then, it's not good. Uh, <laughs> one more. Cousin Sal, I live bet Suns. This is last week. Team total over 57 and a half at the beginning of the first quarter against the Pistons. Friday, Aiton hits a layup with 6.09 left in the second quarter to put the Suns up 54-31. Suns go 0 for 6 from the free throw. Pistons end the half on a 17-2 run. Wow, 6.09 left, and he couldn't get uh, four points. Happy New Year from an avid AAO listener from Mexico, Juan Pablo. Well, sorry, Juan Pablo. Isn't that The Bachelor? We had so, The Bachelor and Matt Ryan right in. So this is good. <laughs> so, by the way, that game, the Suns were up 23. <laughs> biggest comeback for Detroit ever in a game in their history. Of course, Harry watched that. Of course you did. Well, that's great. Um, there you go. Cousin Sal against the odds at gmail.com. Hey, do we want to update our first touchdown pool? I know I was an offer. I think Brian hit a couple. We got everyone in on this. We got Joel Solomon. Michael Sicoli, uh, heel producer Jim Cunningham, the Jenner trifecta, and I, we each have a fake $200 budget. We pick the player to score the first touchdown in every game. You have to allot at least $10 on each game. And uh, it got wild. Bry, I don't know. Michael, I do have, you have it? What happened? Bry, have, you, you won, I have, right? uh, you won Yeah, so I have uh, I have 122 and a half. I had Knox first to five dollars on Knox at 16 to one. Five on AJ Brown. So I had 122 and a half. Harry had 80, and then Joel had, I think, 35. And then nobody else had which anything. one did you hit on, Joel? It was an uh, easiest one. All right. Uh, all right. All right. Take, uh, the easiest one. All right. <laughs> Easy ish, I, I, I said. Easy. All right. I, I, Antonio, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Right. Oh, Antonio Brown. That's good. Uh, ironically, Michael Thomas scored. None of us had him. I mean, I guess because you weren't sure if he was going to play. And then no one's going to have the Browns defense. Browns what defense, the hell was that? Was Rams. That? 
Rams defense, Browns defense. Yeah, Rams I think defense so. was Joe, like 31 to one. G- can we get Jim on for a second? Because Jim absolutely hates the pool now. Oh, yeah, Jim. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> so now Jim and Harry have a side bet. Harry says Jim will go 0 for, uh, 10, 11, 12, 0 for 13. And um, right. Jim hates the pool. What's, I mean, it's possible. It's just completely random. I'm picking all defenses next week. It's going to be great. Wait a minute. How is it random? In what way is it random? Well, because it's completely random. It's just nonsense. I'm like, what is the point of this? Watching the whole time. And I'm like looking at the sheet and everyone's so far off. I'm just like, what is the point of this? <laughs> the Farley kid has not won this. We've done oh, this now three years. So and that bad. was his take. He's like, yeah, well, there's a lot of luck involved. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, throw me in a contest where it's pure skill. I'm yeah. going to run away with it. If Harry got one right, right, Jim. I mean, you know, the thing is ridiculous. I think the idea is I'm trying to think of the only skillful part, and it might be just saving money until yeah, I don't know. You're I mean it is all on, but it's fun. It's fun. Uh, it's fun. It is fun. Nonetheless. Um I guess. Fun back and forth, <laughs> making fun of each other's picks. Uh all right, NFL, four playoff games. This is the typically my favorite weekend of the year. The, the divisional round, you get the better quarterbacks. This week you have Rodgers and Mahomes going. Um it didn't last week, but we are going to have on the West Coast, we're going to have that 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. slot. I don't know what you do. You have to play with your kids or something. It's terrible to think about. The Rams <laughs> at the Packers kicking things off. I thought this would be the night game. They made it early, Saturday early, 435 Eastern. I think Packers, as of right now on Fandle, six and a half point favorite, 45 and a half is the over-under. Parlay kid. You're going with the number one seed to cover. Yeah, I am. Uh, I think just the way the Packers finished off the season, clicking on all cylinders, and I just think we, this Rams offense is just not going to be able to keep up. It, it, look, I I think this is a weird matchup for the Packers. I wonder if they're kind of like, oh, man, I this is this defense of the Rams has really been unbelievable. Uh, is Aaron Donald, do we know his status yet? Mm. Uh, I know, I mean, he did look kind of banged up the other day, right, uh, in that game. So maybe ribs, or I don't know what it was. Uh, Ramsey, uh, Adams, a great, great showdown. But I just don't think the Rams can keep up with this Packer offense. What What are the Rams going to have to score uh, to win or even cover this game, right? They're going to have to score, I think, at 21-plus points. I'm not sure if they could do this in this right. type of environment. So – uh, I think the 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 Packers find a way to you know get close to thirty points here, and they cover this spread. Uh, and Rams will be game here, but uh, I think the the Packers pull away late. So uh, Sean McVay, as of the time of this tape recording, is is uh, not committing to a quarterback. It's not Jared Goff with the missing thumb, or it might not be uh, Wolford with the the guy who was carted away on an ambulance. And now they go to the one seed. I'm trying to think how difficult this this run would be going to Seattle and then to Green Bay if there were fans there, right. uh, albeit these teams are still very good at home uh, record-wise. Um, they're going to try to sell us on the fact that Devontae Adams is going to be shut down by Ramsey. If you're taking the Rams, this is what you're, you're banking on, and right. that Aaron Donald is a full go. And um, I'm not sure about both of those or either of those. Uh, as of Tuesday, I don't have a pick. I think the Packers are a nice money line play. I really do. And I think at four to one, 
I think they're the best value to win the Super Bowl right now. Right now, when you get down to like these teams only having two or three games left, they're not going to give you much of a, a, a Hail Mary odds in, uh, in terms of odds. But um, I think Packers at four to one is the play. Harry, you are going under the total here, 45 and a half. Yeah, I know it's very risky always if you're going to go under an Aaron Rodgers game, but L.A. was great last week. They shut down Wilson, just 11 completions. This Rams team's the only team in the NFL that didn't give up more than 300 points. <clears throat> I, I think this is. I think it's going to be all about defense, and I think Green Bay is not getting their due. They've been fantastic defensively lately. Last five games, they've given up more than 16 points just once. Uh, the Rams did show that they could run the ball last week. Akers looked good, so that could kill the clock, too. And again, like I mentioned last week, Donald, Leonard Floyd, Morgan Fox, they had five sacks against Wilson last week. Nobody gets that much against Seattle. Uh, Floyd's got five in three games. I just think the Rams are, uh, and yeah, the Jalen Ramsey-Devontae Adams matchup is going to be a lot of fun to watch, and this is what Ramsey wants. But ultimately, Sal, yeah, Packers probably win the game. I like them on the money line, too, but I think L.A. is game here. They hang in this, and it's like a uh, a twenty seventeen type of game, twenty three seventeen, and it stays under. Way under, huh? By ten points, or, or uh, oh, I'm sorry, twenty three seven. Oh god, twenty three seventeen. Yeah, twenty three seventeen sounds about right. All right, the night game, Baltimore at Buffalo. Oh man, hmm. is how pissed is Buffalo? They would have. I mean, the Steelers. Big Ben looked good. He was slinging the ball better than I'd seen in the comeback effort. But I, Buffalo would much rather have had Steelers go there than Baltimore. Sure. I think. I think. They're, they were the big loser there, uh, Buffalo. And as a result, this line opened at three, now down to one and a half. Bills at home, one and a half. Over-under is 50. And oh, this, is, uh, this has got me weird. It's got me batty here because I, I wanted Buffalo. I was going to pick Buffalo over Kansas City if it got to it. And now I like the Ravens. I like the Ravens. Um Brother Bry, are you with me? It's just this is a weird thing. So why uh, the Titans shouldn't I shouldn't be that impressed that they scored 20 against that miserable Titans defense. But uh, I am. Yeah. I just they just have some kind of swagger, and I think it's gonna be Lamar Jackson, and he gets them. Great, great matchup. I think I, I like the Ravens here. Yeah, so I really wanted to root for the Bills here. Um mm -hmm. the line though right now makes me like the Ravens. Uh both teams have been playing their best ball. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Are we over, you know, are, are we overemphasizing that game against the Colts? Maybe a little bit. Um, but when it comes down to it, my biggest concern, the biggest weakness of these two teams, right, is the mm -hmm. Buffalo Buffalo defense, especially against the run, right? They, they, they've struggled kind of all year against the run, especially when they had that little stretch in the middle of the season. But guys were wide open all over the field against the Colts. Uh, yep. and, and their run defense gave up big, big plays late that really – almost cost them that game. So, and they're like I said, their run defense has been their Achilles all year. I thought Allen in that game was awesome against the Colts. It seemed like they had to work hard on mm -hmm. every drive to score. It just seemed like, even though they're up two touchdowns at one point, it seemed like they really, I mean, Allen just had to make big play after big play for them to be up at that point. In time. Yep. So I'm going to go with the, I'm going in this game, I'm going to go with the greatest strength, which is the Ravens running game over the, the bills weakness, which is their run defense. I think it's going to be really close. Allen's going to have to be, for them to win this game, Allen's going to have to be fantastic again. And I just, I feel like you're probably going to get a turnover for him. Uh, you know, he almost turned it over late in that game too. But I think yeah. something bad will happen for the Bills late in this game. 
I feel yeah. bad. I feel bad because I really want to root for the bill. I, I, don't I know. do too. I love the jumping through tables and that stuff stops, I guess, if they lose or maybe it just keeps going. I don't know. But um, I, I agree that the Bills defense was the most surprising of of all the units for me last weekend. I just couldn't believe how they stopped. Every tight end for the Colts was open on every single play. And Zach Moss goes down, and I don't think Singletary is going to do the job. Who they bring in? They brought in Devonta Freeman today. The old Giants. Yeah. I, th- I think they signed him today. It's weird the, how the practice squad stuff works. But um, and yeah, you're right. I think the Ravens going to be able to run all over them. Parley Kid, you disagree? Buffalo. Well, I I think we're jumping ship. Uh, yeah, it's a little too soon here on, on the Bills. Uh, you know, we got to remember, guys. Uh, this Ravens team. Uh, weren't we just trashing the Titans' defense last week, up and down, right? And it, with the exception of a few great runs by Lamar, maybe one by Dobbins, what did that offense exactly do against the Titans? Very little here, very little. Uh, we got to you got to figure that Lamar's going to break one or two. Uh, Dobbins himself has really come on lately. Uh, I, I kind of like their running game with Gus Edwards, but. I think the Bills are going to be committed to stopping that run the best they can. They're going to make Lamar take to the air uh, up in Buffalo where it could be frigid. And I, I just don't – I'm not ready to jump ship on the Bills yet. I think uh, mm-hmm. they've proved that they can score points there. Their passing game is fantastic. I don't think it matters who their running back is. I think Singletary was their main guy last year. He He might be better than Moss really anyway. So I think they can get enough out of him. Uh, I, I just think the Bills, they're, they're flying. The Ravens are flying, but I'm just not ready to bail on them yet. C- getting this uh, price down to uh, the the uh, line down to one and a half here, mm. uh, I I think that's a good thing for the Bills. So let let me jump on that. It's almost like I'm betting them just to win. So that's what I'm doing here with the Bills. Yeah, oh man, I wish I didn't have such a crippling gambling addiction because I could just sit back and watch this game. But I know I'm going to have thousands on something stupid. I mean, right now, uh, to get out of Saturday, I would go Green Bay, Baltimore teaser, right? Almost pick them plus seven and a half before that goes down to one. You probably should take Baltimore now, but great game. Looking forward to it. I'm banking on Baltimore's defense. I know, I know Buffalo. And like you said, Bri, like Josh Allen had to be perfect last week to win that game. Probably has to do it again. Baltimore's defense is uh, impressing me here. All right, into Sunday now. Cleveland at Kansas City. Wait a minute. Cleveland's in this game? Well, how did that happen? Cleveland at Kansas City. The Chiefs are a 10-point favorite. 56 is the over-under. My God, they did it. Uh, now we have to figure out if they're the team that's just happy to be there or they're the no-one-believes-in-us team. Uh, I am tending to think that they are just the ha- team that's happy to be there. Out of the ranked teams, uh, the rankings amongst the remaining playoff teams, and this is because the Titans are gone, Brown's defense is the worst. Uh, 27 points a game, 370 yards a game, almost uh, six yards per play. Not great when you're going to Patrick Mahomes. They force five interceptions or five turnovers against the Steelers. I think they're going to need like nine or ten against Mahomes. Uh, fun matchup with that Big 12 showdown, Mahomes against um, against Baker. But I don't want to bet against Andy Reid coming off a bye. There's just so much going on, too much going on. I give the early week nod to Kansas City, minus 10. Parley Kid, we disagree again. 
Well, Sal, because I'm just going to read you some numbers here. This is over the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games yep. uh, for the Chiefs, okay? One by two, one by four, one by three, one by six, one by six, one by three, one by three, lost. Okay, they have not blown anybody out in a long time. Uh, the the Browns have found a very good formula here. Uh, with they have a great running game. Mayfield has made plays. Landry is really playing good ball. I just don't see this game uh, really becoming a blowout on the Chiefs side. Uh, their defense is obviously average, and they rely on their offense to score a ton of points. Maybe look. Here's the thing. Maybe this is the week the Chiefs go. All right, let's start playing football now. Like, let's really let's be that best that the team we know we are, and uh, stop messing around. I'm I'm not really ready there just uh, yet with the Chiefs. Kind of like I'm not ready to give up on the Bills. I'm not really ready to jump on this Chiefs team. I I need to see them really have a, a dominant performance. I don't just don't think they're gonna get it this week against the Browns who are going to play a physical style of ball, and that could uh, – I don't know if that's what the Chiefs really like. Um, with you know, They're going to pound them. They're going to run that ball. I think they I think they cover this uh, 10 points. Mm. It is Browns, a lot of points. Yeah, no, I know. It's, it's, it's a lot of points, and we play that game with – like we just did it with the Rams, right? So how many points do they need to score to win? The Chiefs, I think, put up in the high 30s, close to 40, but then again – what the hell did we see them against Atlanta? They struggled to get, I think, 17. And Parley Kid, you're right, 7-1 in the last eight, 1-7 and seven against the spread. Spoken like a, a guy who truly had the Chiefs on a two-team teaser the last eight weeks. Um, was not pretty. Uh, I'm sticking with him. Harry, you do think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. Yeah, Sal, I, I love the over here. Love what Cleveland's offensive game plan was against Pittsburgh. They never backed down. Um Hooper, who they got in the offseason from Atlanta, paid him the most. He's the most biggest paid uh, tight end in football. Seven catches. Baker used him great. 14 touchdowns, one pick last seven games for Mayfield. The way they use Hunt and Chubb is always good. And Landry, like Darren mentioned, catching everything under the sun. And last year in the playoffs for Kansas City in the divisional round game, that was that crazy game against Houston. Oh, 82 yeah. points were scored in that game. Kansas City put up 51. And this this year, Kansas City and Cleveland combined, combined 17 times they've scored 30 points or more. Give me the over, over 56. This lands, reverse those numbers, and lands on 65. Really? All right. Stefanski's out of the basement, I'm guessing, for this game, right? Coaching against Andy Reid. It's unbelievable that they won that game. It really is. Every single thing pointed to the Steelers, and yet they were only really a five and a half. We talk about this like it was a 15-point uh, underdog, that one. Only yeah. a five-and-a-half-point favorite, and they blow it. All right, moving on to, uh, by the way, of course, the Chiefs are favored, I should mention this, to win the whole thing. Right now, uh, they are at, where are we? Team Futures going to Fandle. Two-to-one odds to win the Super Bowl. And to win the AFC, they are minus 125. Bills plus 290. Ravens 4-1. to one. Browns 13-1 to one, if you uh, like to lose money. That's your bet. All right, last game, also good. Second best, as, uh, according to, to me. Tampa Bay at New Orleans, you lost the three and a half. Anyone who wanted Tampa Bay at three and a half, it's gone. Goodbye. FanDuel has New Orleans a three-point favorite, 51 and a half over under. Um, I like Tampa. I like the way he's spreading the ball out. I don't know that he's been this hot with an offense in years You're heading into the playoffs. And while they didn't smash uh, the Washington team, 
<clears throat> like some had maybe hoped. I'm confident in that offense. I think the defense is playing just good enough. They're embarrassed. They lost twice to the Saints. I love Tampa on a teaser here. I like them plus three. I bet them uh, big at plus three and a half, and I like them on the money line. Um, so there you go. I like them plus three. Harry, which way are you going? I'm with you, Sal. I like him on the money line, too. Uh, I don't think Brady loses. I like him. I, I don't think Brady loses to, to Breeze three times in a season. He's playing better than Breeze his last four games. Brady's gone for 350 or more, 12 touchdowns during that time. Offense is clicking at the right time. And I also like how Brady's really getting Antonio Brown more involved in the offense. Four straight game uh, that he's, he's thrown to him for a touchdown. And then on the defensive side for uh, Tampa Bay, they're getting their linebacker. Uh, Devin White back. He led the team in tackles. He had nine sacks. And this team had 48 sacks, too. So Breeze better watch out. And Breeze, Kamara, Thomas, they were decent last week. But to go up against Tampa's offense the way they're putting up points now, they got to be a lot better than they were last week. Brady versus Rodgers, NFC Championship game. That'd be fun. That's what the um, fans who are not rooting for a particular team are all pulling for. Um, Bry, yeah, I, I think it would be different if they split. But the Saints won twice, and the second one was a huge, huge embarrassment there on uh, national television that Sunday night game in Tampa. Uh, Saints thrashed them. Bry, you like the total. You like a lot of scoring in this game. Yeah, I mean, I'm not fully confident taking the Bucs. I know I'm going to bet the Bucs for sure. I uh, probably should bet them now before. If, I don't know if that goes down to two and a half. But um, the one thing I know from watching the Bucs, I mean, we've watched them a lot. Uh, I've watched them in detail a lot, these games. The one thing is they're, they've struggled against the pass in all of their tough games. Like mm-hmm. Heineke looked great against them. And he's throwing a guy's, he's throwing a two Sims the other day, two guys named Sims, and he's still having a great game. Goff had his best game by far against the Bucs. Um, the Saints, I, I don't trust as much, but they're going to still put up points. Bree, Breeze is still very good at extending drives. Uh, the, and then on the other side, the Bucs offense has been much better since playing, you know, the Saints er, earlier in the year. Uh, the mm-hmm. Brady and his receivers are on the same page now. So I get the sense this is going to be like a 31-27-28 type of game either way. I think 51.5 is pretty low, especially for, I think, on a Sunday night, we should, we're should we going to see a lot of points. Yep. All right. See a lot of points. See a lot of bets this week on FanDuel. Same game parlay. $25 insurance. Listen up, Harry. You're always, uh, you're always um, complaining about this, but you can bet a same game parlay on FanDuel, only available at FanDuel Sportsbook, lets you combine multiple bets from a single game for an even bigger win during the divisional playoff round. You combine the money line, the over-under, player props, all in one parlay, best of all, FanDuel, letting you protect your parlay. That's right. You could place three or more same-game parlays and get up to $25 back if you fall one leg short. There you go. The playoffs are the perfect time to give one a shot. It's just one of the many ways to win on Fandle. So, Harry, okay, let's do a uh, same-game parlay for um, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. You pick one. We'll, we'll go around the horn here. Tampa Bay money line. All right, Tampa Bay money line. Brother Bry? I'll say uh, Brady over two and a half touchdowns. It'll probably Brady over Damn, two and a half. That's the one I was going to take. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you and I bet that. We probably lose on parlays with that. <laughs> uh, I will go. Um, I'll go Alvin Kamara to score. Why not? Sure. Should be a lot of points. Parley kid. And I'll take um I'll take Breeze under two and a half touchdowns, if that's what the line would be. Wow. All right. 
Interesting. Tampa money line, Brady over two and a half, Kamara to score, Breeze under two and a half. That pays 750 to one. No, I'm not sure what that pays. We are good. Those numbers will be up later in the week. But if you went three out of four, you get $25 back. What's better than that? You got live betting, easy to place your bet fast during a game. If you see a trend you like, odds boost specials every day, big super boost. You got everything going on, FanDuel, Sportsbook, and promo code against all odds to let them know that we sent you. All right. What's going on now? All right, let's jump back to uh, college football here. Heisman Trophy. You know, I I said we can go over next year who's going to um, win the national title. That that seems a little rough to do that now. I I don't know. I mean, Harry will take, like, you know, Boise State, and then we'll all yell at him. But we have plenty of time for that. But let's do the Heisman. Let's do the Heisman odds. Those are out right now. Um, That seems a little less crazy to discuss. Spencer Rattler. Oklahoma quarterback, six to one odds. JT Daniels, eight to one. Georgia, GJ Wagawalele. Oh man, I, re- I went fast. I hope I got it right. Nine to one odds. Yeah, that's Clemson quarterback. <laughs> Bryce Young, for Alabama, ten to one. Sam Howell, fourteen to one. North Carolina, and then you got the Eric King. I guess if he plays for Miami, he should be with the, the injury in the bowl game. My God, sixteen to one. You got Slovis for USC, twenty to one. It goes on and on and on. All right, Parlay Kid, you want to take a stab? Heisman Trophy winner, twenty twenty. Yeah, I like I like uh, DJ Weongalele. Uh, That's sitting, better sitting That's there. Better. Thank you. Uh, at nine to one, uh, in his one uh, main performance against Notre Dame, and when they played this year, uh, threw for over four hundred yards, ran the ball well. He's a huge guy with a huge arm. Uh, he's obviously going to be playing on a great team with a lot of talent around him. I think he's going to put up. Uh, you know, tr- maybe numbers better than Trevor Lawrence would have put, put up in a full season. Uh, I think he's that type of talent here. So I think you're getting good value here at nine. Is it nine or nine and a half to one, Sal? Is it nine I'm to one? It right now, yeah, nine, nine, on, on, uh, on nine to one. Uh, yeah, let's go with DJ right there. Uh, and it'll be a fun guy to root for, too, down there in Clemson. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to do, I think that's smart. And I think they gave it to a wide receiver this year. Uh, very deserving. If you watched any poor, three minutes of that game, Devontae Smith, it seems like four guys need to guard that guy um, in order to have success defensively. But I think they go back to the quarterback this year, Parley Kid. I think you're right. DJ was impressed what he did with uh, against Notre Dame. Um, I would take him and I would take Bryce Young at 10 to 1. The uh, the Alabama quarterback. Sure. We, how much have we seen? We see. I think the Ringer put up a, a poll. We see these guys: Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, obviously Devontae Smith last night. Rugs. The list goes on and on for these great Alabama wide receivers. I think the quarterback Bryce Young, an LA kid, I think he benefits. Right? Um, you know, All Americans, a Player of the Year. I kind of think that's the way to go. Bryce Young, ten to one, and DJ Wangalale at nine to one. We're gonna learn his name because I thought. I remember Mugalele. I, I thought, <laughs> see, I thought I would never be able to pronounce uh, Tua's last name, Tagavaloa. I was like, I, I actually thought Osama bin Laden. I'm like, oh, I'm never going to get those words right. And now it's a, now it just flows. It rolls off the tongue. Um, DJ and Bryce Young, nine to one and ten to one. I think that's the way to do it. You'll be in the running. You'll have one of those sitting uh, right by the podium come uh, next December, whenever they give out that award. All right, Parley. Uh, Brother Bry, what you like? 
Well, yeah, Devontae Smith, yeah, Joe Burrow. So two really long shots the last two years. So we yeah. should probably start looking at some of those big odds. Maybe Harry's got some big odds here. But um, I was looking at Bryce Young. So my only concern maybe with Bryce Young is Sarkeesian's not there. And man, he's he's has yeah. that offense. Bill clicking. O'Brien's coming in to run their offense, right? Yeah, I think so. From the Texans? Yeah. yeah I, right? That's what I saw, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're still their offense is going to be great. That would just be my one concern is just a change-up of offense and and all these new receivers that they have. But um, I'm going to say Sam Howell, though, at 14-1. to um, I'm going to go with uh, Tate the Snakes boy. Um, <laughs> he kept telling us all year it's about next year. Next year is our year. So I'm going with you, Tate, on this one. UNC should UNC should be one of the better teams in college football. I actually was really impressed with them in their game against A&M especially since they were missing half of their team. Um, Howell's mm-hmm. numbers have been fantastic the two seasons. Uh, they're going to rely on him more next year because they're going to be without Williams and Carter, their two running backs. And when you watch Howell play, he looks he looks a lot like Baker Mayfield, the way he plays. He's very similar build, similar style. Maybe he could replicate Mayfield's Heisman performance. I, like I said, I think they're going to be, you know, they're going to be one of the two best teams in the, ACC. I think they have a. I think they're at Notre Dame next year, so that would be a big game in terms of uh, potential Heisman. But at fourteen to one, I like those. All right. Yeah, we had a lot of fun rooting for North Carolina games. The points galore in those games, and uh, going back and forth, like you said, with Tate the Snake. Uh, Howell's a good, good pick there. All right, Harry. What do you? Uh, I'm gonna predict uh, Braxton Burmeister, Virginia <laughs> Tech, a hundred to one. Right? What are we doing here? Close, close. No, I'm, well, listen, since we did have a uh, wide receiver win this year, let's go back to a running back. Let's take Iowa State's Brees Hall at 40 to 1. Love Look, him. He's going to be a junior. Yeah, the team returns quarterback uh, Brock Purdy, and they just played in their first Big 12 championship, and they're like 20 to 1 to win the championship last year. So they're going to be a top flight team. Hall had almost 1,800 yards combined. This year, 23 touchdowns. He led the nation in rushing. He led the Big 12 in rushing by over 400 yards. Iowa State, Brees Hall at 40 to 1. Mm. Well, teammate, like you mentioned, Brock Purdy, 30 to 1. So Can't believe Harry's not going with this boy Purdy. I mean, they're yeah. I, those are both both pretty good odds for those guys. Might as well take both, Harry. Those stats, those for, for, for being a sophomore, 1,800 yards, 23 touchdowns. Purdy. Yeah, they run the ball. I think they run the ball too much for Purdy to yeah. win the high. Yeah, game. yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah maybe. All right. We're going to switch to hockey. The parlay kid said we have to have hockey in there. <laughs> Sometime. Like I said, the puck drops. By the way, we spent a good 20 minutes before this podcast going through foreign names. And uh, I'm not sure that we got Umagalale right yet. And now we have to do the same with the hockey names. And then I think we just settled on um, some run-of-the-mill names that you use as an alias to check into a hotel. But um, it's funny putting that in through the pronunciation Um thing and hearing it you have to go through like 20 minutes before you actually hear the name now uh by an automated voice anyway nhl futures very excited uh parley kids start us off what's your best future best value i'm not going to pretend no i'm i'm hey, uh, this neck, is deep, sa- neck deep in football and i'm not going to offer live, something i mean you live right next to half the la Kings i know, out there. I know, I mean, I know. Uh, you know you grew up next to half the islander team yeah, uh, you know, you're living amongst uh, hockey players. Uh, I need a couple life, so. weeks. I need a couple weeks. But what you do you like? <laughs> look, here, it's exciting. If you're if you're if you're a hockey person, this is exciting. It's a little different this year. The way they're playing this season, uh, these individual uh, games are going to be insane. Um, you know, I'm an Islander fan. Brother Bry is an Islander fan. So even you are an Islander fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know 
you have that. So I'm going to give you uh, two things here um, with some pretty long odds. Uh, I think this can be it's going to be an interesting season. Uh, so my first a couple years ago, I gave Matt Barzal from the Islanders to win the Calder Trophy, which is the Rookie of the Year, at twenty to one. I'm coming back with a rookie named Tim Stutzla uh, from the Ottawa Senators. Uh, he is sixteen to one to win the Rookie of the Year. He has played in some top flight leagues and he's put up some really good points in, in, in those leagues uh, with the Senators. He's going to get a lot of playing time, a lot of ice time. He's going to have a chance to put up points on a team that does score. Their mm -hmm. bigger problems on the defensive side. Uh, so I like Stutzla there for the Calder uh, Award. Uh, the Rangers have some good prospects as well with, with their goalie in their first round pick this year. Uh, and, don't sleep on the Islanders goalie either. They have a rookie goaltender named Sorokin that they finally got over here, uh, which brings me to my point. If you're looking for a, a sleeper team, the Islanders are sitting here at 28-1 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup, Sal. This mm. is a team that made a run this year. Here's the thing. They got to get there. And that the division they're playing in, they got to be top four. You have the Flyers. You have the Penguins. Uh, you have the Bruins. Um who am I missing, Bri? I mean, I mean, you have the Rangers. You have the Sabres. Yeah, the East, who are an improved the East team. is tough. Uh, the division's tough. If the Islanders can be top four, they are, they're a team that's built for the playoffs. They are a grinded-out type of team, and they have a goaltender who I just mentioned with the last name of Sorokin, who could be a difference maker here. He's a guy that is really, a, at least everything he's played in the KHL, he's been a shutdown goaltender. If they get there, the Islanders... Be, can begin their playoff march. You might even want to wait to put money on them until they make the playoffs. But at 28 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup, my Islanders are just a gritty team. Barry Trotz is the best coach in hockey. So don't forget that as well. And they're returning basically their whole team with a few, maybe one or two slight upgrades, especially in the goaltending department with Sorokin. Right. So those are my two, two things I'm giving out. I'm pumped as a fan. Islanders open up with their first two games here against the Rangers. Uh, Thursday and Saturday. How can you not love it? Um, I'm sure Harry's pumped for the Coyotes. Yeah, Jeez, Darren, Darren, you're going crazy. I mean, you for for, for Dallas versus the Giants, meaning the possible playoffs. You weren't that pumped. Not even close. <laughs> it's look, well, listen, the Islanders deserve the, the, the hockey. These hockey players deserve it, boy. They they every game is going to be a, it's a, it's it's a dog fight here. Dog I fight. agree. What is it, 56 games, Brian? Yeah, 56. 56 games. It's going to be tough. When you have to decide, every game counts when you're trying to decide the Mass Mutual East Division. Now, right. the Scotia North Division is different, and the Honda <laughs> NHL West Division and Discover NHL Central Division, different story. But, um, yeah, so, I, I, I hate that they renamed why, I hate that. Is there not $30 in hockey? That they could, why, they could scrap this. Why didn't this? we sponsor a team? Why, why? I mean, a division. Why aren't we yes. extra, po extra, extra points? points should, extra I, points should. Extra points. It's getting to it. Yeah, we're going to have to do that. It's getting to it. If the if hockey had bowl games, um, we would definitely be able to sponsor something for like uh, $12,000 or something. <laughs> All right. So Stutzler, Rookie of the Year. This is not going to be a situation where Stutzler needs the starter to get jabbed in the chest by the team doctor to get Rookie of the Year, right? <laughs> Hockey's different. My God, that's so crazy that this is how, how it's going to happen in football. All right, Brother Bry, uh, what you like for hockey? Yeah, I'm not really going out on a limb here. I know Parley could really like this, but I, I do like Nathan McKinnon for the Hart Trophy at 6-1. to one. Look, he finished second last year, sixth in, sixth in 2019, second in 2018. He's by far the best player on what's likely a top-four team. 
He's averaging 1.3 points per game over his last three seasons. And last year was his best year. He's 25, so he's right in his prime. Uh, so he's going he's gonna to be a guy who's top three, top four again for our trophies. So it's six to one. I like that. Um, I know Parley Kid was saying before, I think it's been 13 straight years where a different uh, a different player has won the Hart Trophy, right, Parley Kid? Yeah, th- I think it's been uh, 13 different players the last 13 years. I love McKinnon here. Great player. He's in the prime. I think he's turning 25 this year. He's right in the prime of his hockey career. So that's a good <laughs> call, brother Bry. There you go. All right, Harry. You're going with a long shot? No, you're going um, something even oh. odds here. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, rookie defenseman Quinn Hughes from last year. He was great last year. He's, he's over 45 and a half points this year at minus 115. He had 22 power play points last season at 45 assists. Uh, and in 17 playoff games, he averaged a point. I had him in uh, assists in the playoffs last year. He made me some money. And Darren, you'll love this stat. I think I told you this a while ago. He is the third rookie defenseman to lead in rookie scoring ever in NHL history. The other two, Brian Leach and Bobby Orr. I, oh. I, I figured Harry was going to. Well, Harry loved him in the playoffs. I think that yeah, was Harry. Bro, we could have predicted Harry was, it was taking, Harry. Uh, I think it was Harry's was, extra point pick like every oh, other day. Right. During That's playoffs. right. Quinn Hughes. You to get, talk to get an assist. Yeah. To yeah. have a point. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, and he got it in the first period. Wow. <laughs> I nice like it. Job, I, I, I do it, like that, though, Harry. I yeah. do. I do yeah, like that. That's good. That's good. And Harry is suggesting, by the way, I, I would love to sponsor, but our money is now all tied up in women's Chinese basketball. So I don't know if we could, I don't know if we I can got, have two sponsorships. Allowing fans here in, uh, in Phoenix for the Coyotes. I got seven tickets already. Seven season tickets. You're going? Going to go. Nice. Wait, how many allow- are they allowing? Uh, I think uh, Just you and Ken? Yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't I think matter. That he's working it out. About three thousand people at the games anyway. So, so that's that. They'll be fine. It's the loudest stadium I've ever been in. That's really the, the, the not the loudest. The uh, the sound. The, what the, most, uh, the, is, le- the least amount was... of noise. <laughs> is the it quietest. the loudest or the least? <laughs> okay, the, no, it's the quietest. He was about to. He was okay. about. To, I think All he was about right, to say the the soundest. This is what I mean. I mean. <laughs> I mean, on Best Bet Corner, he said it's the loudest arena he's ever been to. And here at the <laughs> the quietest. Um, all right. Well, there you go. Uh, if anyone has a, a tip, we'd love to hear your hockey thoughts. We'll be checking in with the NHL. Like I said, puck drops on Wednesday. And if you have uh, if you could explain to Harry the difference between loudest and quietest. <laughs> I mean, I get it's those ear, his earphones are screwing everything up, I think, for audio wise. He, he doesn't really know. All right. It's time for Sharp Tank. Best bets, guys. What did we go? Two out of three last week? I lost. Harry, I hit you mine. won, right? Yeah. Harry, you won? Yeah, you guys. Yeah, I hit Harry mine with 12, minutes, 12 yeah. minutes ago in the third quarter. Right. Okay. Good job. <laughs> All right, Harry, start us off. You're very brazen, very, very uh, confident. Give us uh, in your okay, loudest or, or dullest voice um, your Sharp Tank pick. I'm going to do a two sport over parlay. It pays plus 250. Should we guess the sports? The- Should we guess the sports or, or Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I'm going to say um Korean cricket and uh That's uh, one. Okay. And it's uh yeah, uh Albanian um badminton. No? No, just football. Oh, <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Anyways, uh I'm going to go back to the what I said about the K- Kansas City Cleveland game game and I'm going to go over 56 I think Kansas City is waiting to bust loose uh like I said 51 points last year in the playoff game in this round against uh the Texans Mayfield's running hot 
Finley's finding Landry all over, Chubb and Hunt. 200 yards last week combined, three mm-hmm. touchdowns. Give me the over 56 in that game with, here you go, Parlay Kid. On Wednesday night, I'm going to take the over six and a half at minus 115 between the Montreal Canadiens and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Last year, they've met in the first two games, they met against each other. 18 goals were scored. One game had 11. Scottsdale's own Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John Tavares. Great trio of uh, scores there. Montreal gave up 221 goals last year. Give me over six and a half to start the season off right. What is that game? That's Wednesday, that game? Wednesday. All right. With well, great. Now, now, now poor Kenzo. Michael Sicoli has to make a graphic that for Wednesday and uh, the Pauly kid and Bry, who I, I guess is going to take sun- Sunday or Saturday games. Gonna, sure. Their picks are going to get buried. But all right. Oh, I took hockey for the Parlay kid. I was being a buddy. Let's go, Parlay kid. And you could have put what, taken hockey on Saturday or something, I guess. I mean, <laughs> Wednesday. What do you okay. think, Parlay kid? All right. Well. <laughs> So I'm gonna go. I'm taking a three-team tease here. Last never week, happy. Uh, I, I was. I took. I had the Bills and I had uh, the Bucks. Tampa Bay. On, yeah, on easy. Two-teamer. We got out of Saturday. How do we not all make a ton of money? We got out of Saturday. Easy. I know, right? So uh, this week I'm gonna be taking a three-team uh, ten-point teaser. Uh, so let's start. You know, let's start with the Packers. We already talked about the Packers that getting now plus three and a half on that. Mm. Uh, let's take the Chiefs. Even though I told I like the Browns to cover. The Chiefs just to win the game outright now because uh, you're giving them 10. And the Buccaneers mm. uh, getting 13 points here. Uh, I, I I love this uh, three-teamer. Sometimes it's as easy as it, it sounds and looks, and I, I feel like this is the one here. So Packers plus three, Buccaneers plus 13, Chiefs just to win. What do you think? I really, really like it. Brother Bry, you got your work cut out for you if you want me to pick your game. And Harry, I love Harry because I don't – the Maple Leafs defense this year, I get – no. Uh, right now, it's it's Brother Bry or Parlay Kid for me. That is the big question about t- Toronto. It is. <laughs> There's a lot of questions about your pick. <laughs> Brother Bry, what are you going to go with? That's a, All right, that's a, so – The bar is you- high. Well, I was going to say the bar is still going to be high here. This is going to be a close one for you because you already mentioned the teaser earlier mm-hmm. today. So I'm going to go with a Saturday teaser. So I'm going to take Green Bay yep. giving a half a point. Yep. And actually the Ravens line, as we've been doing the podcast, has jumped back up to two mm. right now. So I'm going to be taking the Raven. I mean, the Packers minus a half and the Ravens plus eight on a teaser. Oh, man. Uh, so I know it's going to be tough. I, I don't see the Ravens getting blown out. I think it's a close game. I think, again, I think they're going to be able to control the line. And then on the on the flip side, I just don't know. As great as, you know, the Rams defensive unit is the, probably the best unit in football. But I would not trust golf in cold Green Bay. He can probably barely hold the ball anyway with his broken thumb, right? So right. I, don't, I don't know in the, I don't know in the cold in 20 degrees what he's going to be able to do. So I just. I'd like a lot of the teasers in all honesty. I, I like I like Tampa too, but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna keep with the Saturday, a Saturday trend and go Green Bay Ravens. Hmm. Man, I like these both very much. Packers plus three and a half, Kansas City pick, Bucks plus thirteen, or Green Bay minus a half. So you don't get the benefit of a field goal game at the end if they lose. Ravens plus eight. You know what, Brother Bride, the Saturday teaser, you did it. You did it. I, yes. you, you overrode the parlay kid. The Saturday <laughs> teaser parlay kid was good to us last week. I think it will be good to us again. Got Green it. Bay minus a half, Ravens plus eight. I recommend both those anyway. Harry showing off with the early hockey bet. That's fine. 
Uh, you could catch all these guys' bets, extrapoints.com. They have bets every single day. The Parley kid had an insane run, like eight in a row. I think he's uh, he's cooled off a little bit since. Got it back last night with uh, Devontae Smith there. So, uh, yeah, it's been, have been fun. Easier. It's been fun. And now Harry is trying to curry favor with Tony Romo, who he's bad-mouthed for many, many years. And now I, I just need to know, Harry, you took Eastern Illinois on your extrapoints.com pick today. Did you work backwards? Did you say, oh, wait, I want to I want to put at Tony Romo in my Twitter um, salute there. All right, it. all right. No, but I want to know how you arrived at the pick. Did you say, I want to, I don't care about Eastern Illinois, but I got to figure out how to pick them? Yes. No, I, I know that Tony Romo got inducted into the College Hall of Fame, Football well Hall of Fame over the that's weekend. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't have the best numbers there historically, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> there we go. Uh, uh, behind Jimmy G. Actually, but, um, he did have the best numbers there in ter- most touchdown passes. It was right there. I yeah. don't think so. Oh, is, Jimmy, Jimmy G. G. No, he's Jimmy G. Blo- he's second, Jimmy to, G. second to Peyton. You're right. Jimmy G. And then, and then Jimmy Romo G. Second. By a lot. By a lot. But, okay. Um, well. but, uh, but, but, uh, but at minus six, I was looking through the, you know, to pick something yesterday. Mm-hmm. I saw Eastern Illinois minus six and a half against SIU Edwardsville. And I'm like, I'm going to, you know, Tony was very nice. Uh, enjoyed my uh, discussions with him when I were at he did? House, at his party. Yeah, Well, I, I did. I don't know if he did, but <laughs> yeah. still, yeah. I consider us buddies. So, at, uh, uh-huh. at, so I figured I'd honor him and sure. take Eastern Illinois minus six and a half tonight. Why don't you put Jimmy G's handle in there if you like him so much and so more impressed right. with his stats? He didn't. Jimmy G, if, if well, here, here, we got a controversy here. If Jimmy G isn't in the College Hall of Fame, I don't know. What's that deal? All right. The stats way better. But well, why don't whatever. you tweet that? So get get in there. So you, that, again, <laughs> taking both sides. Congratulate. Listen, but my my buddy Tony, congratulations. Nice yeah, job. Yeah, congratulations. When when I sent that tweet out, the uh, the text out, hey guys, Roma made one down, two to go. Yeah. You responded back. You know something to the you know something like the College Football Hall of Fame is a joke, or something like that, right? Nice. So that's what it was. That's kind of said. Well. That's what you said. That's what he said, Tony. That's what I know. You listen. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. I mean, the guy's try, trying to get. I think COVID I said something that Brian could have got inducted into that with his uh, one game played at Stony Brook, right? Oh, nice. All right, Harry's at AAO Harry, and you could take uh, catch his best on Best Bet Corner, or you don't have to. You could just listen to this podcast and assume that he's going to go the other way on Best Bet Corner. So what you that you have two ways to play it here, right, Harry at AAO. Harry. Right. Thanks. Okay. And uh, Parley Kid at the Chalk Talker. At the Chalk Talker, Sal. And don't forget, uh, UFC is back this yeah. weekend. And then they're back in full force. They got a Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday card going down here. Uh, so basically three cards. Uh, we got a nice fight with Calvin Cater against Max Holloway uh, on yep. Saturday night. Uh, great, I'm not really great. sure about the Wednesday card, uh, what the headliner is uh, it's, right uh, now. It's Chiesa uh, Magni. That's a good that's Okay, a good that's a good fight. I, I like Magni in that, by the way, Bri. I, I like Magni a lot. Uh, and, and then we got Poirier uh, great. Uh, McGregor, McGregor coming up. Why, why, is it more, why aren't we hearing more about this? It, it's this is less a great than two fight. weeks away. Poirier yeah. is a friend of the podcast here, right. right, too. So let's root hard for uh, for Dustin to get that one, too. Dustin catching plus 220 on that. Yeah, let's make some it. money I off love there. It. Why are we going to root for Conor McGregor? No way. I, Brother Bry, you're at the Brother Bry. I'm at the Brother Bry. Yeah, I think the last time we had Poirier, when I talked to Poirier, when we, we had him on the fight, he's he's cost me a lot of money either way, <laughs> betting for or against him. I, I right. just continue to lose. Uh, yeah, the Holloway, Holloway Cater fight's great. I think 
I would probably look at there's a prop of FanDuel like Holloway to win in the fourth, fifth or by decision. I kind of like that one. I think mm-hmm. that's pretty close to even. Good fight. And, and yeah, yeah, uh, probably can next week that that fight on Wednesdays that it starts at like twelve o'clock in the afternoon on a Wednesday. Uh, for you guys, oh, that yeah, nine a.m. Yeah, wow. how, how, cra- how crazy is that on a Wednesday? It makes that's no very sense. Very interesting. But. Oh, that's <laughs> fun. All right, Nat the brother Bry. Hey, don't go anywhere. We have Kendrick Perkins and Gina Paradiso promoting and premiering their new podcast nice. right here on the Extra Points Podcast Network. It's the Betting Academy. Hoops edition. We're going to hear from them right now. All right. Joining us now, the newest members of the Extra Points family, part of the Money Grab feed here on the Extra Points Podcast Network. Their new podcast is called The Betting Academy Hoops Edition. Please welcome to the show former NBA champ Kendrick Perkins and basketball super fan. Worked many years at ESPN, Gina Paradiso. What's happening, guys? Great to have you on. So we appreciate it. We, we look, it's an honor for us, right? We just getting started. We here with with a Hall of Famer right now. So we pumped up, ain't that right, G? Yeah, Springfield, Mass. In August, right or September, I feel like you're gonna. <laughs> yeah. you, you said my last name right. You must be an Italian. We're here. Yes, right, of course, Paradiso. Yeah, yeah it, goes, yes. it flows right there. <laughs> a lot uh, of people I, don't get it. Well, you know, when, when you've consumed 733 pounds of pizza during the pandemic, you're automatically. I happen to be Italian, but yes, you're right. That's what happened. Hey, I'm just uh, curious. I'm partial to football. You guys love basketball. I love basketball too. What uh, a lot of people are saying, we're coming off the best sports weekend of the year. What, in your estimation, is the best sports weekend of the year? I mean, go ahead, Perk. I was going to say it's hard to beat this past one, but I bet you Perk is going to tell us differently. No, I'm not going to tell you differently. I think this was the best sports weekend because if you look at it for us with the Cleveland Browns and the Steelers, obviously, right? I picked mm-hmm. the Cleveland Browns to win. Everybody thought I was crazy, but did. I picked, yeah, I did. And I picked them to win for. A few reasons, but one reason was that I thought uh, Mike Tomlin dropped the ball last week by sitting and resting Ben uh, Roethlisberger and not really playing all his starters. And you can't give a a team confidence. When I played with the Celtics and we knew that we had to possibly play a team first round in the playoffs, we -hmm. wanted to send a message to them. So I thought the Steelers dropped the ball. They should have did what Tampa Bay did. And kept like kept him sharp and stuff like that. That's another story. Yeah. But then we look at the Baltimore Ravens, right? Getting revenge on the Titans, right? Getting revenge this weekend from last year. For dancing was, on that logo, Perk. Yeah, right. You can't yeah. be pulling that stuff. Yeah. You can't be pulling TikToks either, Juju. Come on. <laughs> they, so, they so salty because even like Clay, he said after the game, they're gonna lose next week anyway, right? So it's just the whole Baker Mayfield story, everybody counted him out. And now he's just looking like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So I think it's this- unbelievable. Yeah. Perk, did you consider a lot of, uh, I know Steelers fans, a lot of the Steelers themselves didn't consider it a rivalry with the Browns because they beat up on him so many years. Did you have anything like that with the Celtics or in college or, or any, anything like uh, growing up? Is it a rivalry just, just because you play each other a lot or does there have to be some wins on both sides? Well, it don't have to be wins. It just have to be that beef. It just have to be history. And the reason I say it's a robbery was was because I played for the Cavaliers. And I just remember, like, on a Jumbotron, every now and then, they would put up, like, the Steelers, right? Just whether it's the logo or whatever. 
and everybody just would go crazy, like, boo. So it was still there. Right, right, so right. I knew the animosity was still there just from my two years of being in Cleveland and, le- and living in Cleveland. I knew it was a robbery. Gina, what about you? Best sports weekend. There's a there's a weekend typically in May, about Cinco de Mayo weekend. There's basketball <laughs> playoffs. There's hockey playoffs. There's a Kentucky Derby. There's usually a good fight. They usually put together to promote a good uh, boxing match that Saturday. That seems to have everything but football. What about you? Did you what's your favorite sports weekend? No, I agree. It's this weekend because you've got wild card weekend football. Mm-hmm. You got the BCS national championship. Yeah. You had basketball. We had some really good games yesterday. You had the Houston Lakers game, which was just interesting. You know, boogie out here, just shivering people. Um, I personally was watching the Clippers game going back. Perk, I know you love when I watch the Clippers and bring the Clippers up, but I was going back and forth. The Saints bears game. Um, I'll say this about the Steelers. I play fantasy football and fantasy basketball. And I made a trade early on Michael Thomas for James Connor. There were some other pieces because Michael was out. James Connor, you think, especially in a PPR league, is going to get a lot of touches. Here's how I knew the Steelers were going to lose yesterday. Almost no running game to speak of for the Steelers. Yeah. I just don't know how you can beat a team like the Browns in a dogfight in January in a rivalry wildcard game without a running without a running game. So uh, best sports weekend of the year by far. Um, and you know, good job, Browns. Uh, yeah. Ravens and Saints. Let's go. So much going on. And like you said, yeah, the time at this taping, the uh, national championship game football kicks off in a little less than an hour here. So it continues into Monday. Now, you guys, your podcast is called The Betting Academy. Um, Kendrick, you have a great basketball IQ. You also have a great gambling IQ. What advice early on have you given Gina so far about the world of betting? Well, I mean, it varies. So, you know, just different things for us, injuries, of course, and people who don't know certain players. So, you know, uh, people who don't know betting or even people who do bet, you know, they may see a guy being out, but they don't know how good the backup is, right? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I'm a guy that like to do first half, second half. I, I saw I that. like to do the whole game because I feel like, you know, sometimes at the end of the game, a team may be up. They may take their starters out or whatever the case may be. All of a sudden, it may be a bad beat. And we've been getting a lot of those. So I don't like taking the full game. I like taking half, first halves, especially when I call them, when we call them a slam dunk, right? If it's a slam dunk and you know for sure, like 80% sure that this is going to cover, take the first half because you right. don't know how lackadaisical a team may be at any sport coming into the second half. That's my biggest thing. That's interesting. When did you, if I can ask you, when did you get into sports gambling, basketball gambling? And if it was during your playing days, just lie to me and say it was another time. No, I'll I tell you the <laughs> truth. So I never, I never betted on basketball, right? I was always scared. But mm-hmm. football, right, it, it made it interesting. So I started betting on NFL and college football while I was playing. And mm-hmm. I, it was interesting because now I, I started watching games like, Eastern Michigan versus Toledo, a game that I probably would never watch in my life, but I was watching it just because I may have taken Toledo for the game at the time because right. I wasn't too into first half or second half. And then I would bet the uh, NFL, you know, and it would just go off of, you know, the best team. I would take the full game, take me a five pick. And then I learned that trying to take a five team it's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> you're going to probably lose majority of the time. So just take 
a for sure, a, a, a team that you think is going to be a for sure lock, like the Saints yesterday. Like, you could – the the Titans and 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 uh the Ravens was up for grabs. It could have went either way, but right. there's no way nobody was gonna tell me that the Saints wasn't gonna cover yesterday for that game. And they played awful, in my opinion. Yeah. But so you take the Saints game and you say, you know what? I'm gonna bet the house on the Saints to cover first half. And mm-hmm. once I saw that the score was kind of close, that they badly covered, I took them again in the second half. No, oh, nice. There you go. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot. Of, it's, it's it's funny you say that. Like, I, I, I'm on a, a cold streak, and I need to make, you know, get odds in my favor. I'm like, I'll put together a four-team parlay, and then I'm like, what am I doing? I can't pick one game right. I'm going to string together four winners after three weeks of losing. Right. So it is weird. You're right. Go with the sure thing. Gina, I know you're just beginning uh, on the road to becoming a degenerate gambler like us. Um, you're, 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 there's no turning back for you now. And you're a huge Warriors fan. You have some favorite players. Will you be able to separate your fandom from your wallet? It's one of the, I know Perk will tell you, it's a tough thing to do. Yeah, and I was going to say, that's what Perk has has already taught me just in, in, in a few short you know weeks and months. The the idea that you have to have confidence, you have to be confident, and and the way you get to that is is with knowledge and insight, which he obviously brings culture behind the sport, but also the betting on the sport. And by the way, I am a degenerate gambler. If you go to Vegas with me right now, I will show you, but you're right. I'm just starting to dip my toes into sports betting as a, as like a lifelong sports producer being, you know, at a network and broadcast, you feel very much like you're a journalist in that regard. And so you're like, can I bet on sports? Am I sure I can do this? I would imagine it's the same for, for an active player, right. Or even a player that, that is just, you know, coming out of league. There's this sort of, um, you know, this, this, this Pete Rose effect, like, can we bet on sports? Is this something that we can actually do? So, you know, trying to demystify that has been important. Um, and I'm just getting started for sure. But, you know, Perk is my coach and I listen yeah. to, I'm going to, I'm not going to listen to everything. I mean, I'm going to listen to everything he says. Might not agree with it, but we're going to have some <laughs> fun conversations about it. But Perk, it's interesting because you have vast, more, vastly more knowledge than the the typical sports gambler because you know the ins and outs of the games and, and stuff like that. But it's funny, Gina brings up Pete Rose lost tens of thousands of dollars back in the eighties betting. There was no greater baseball mind and he couldn't figure it out. So is there a trick to, because I imagine a lot of ex players would think they have the ego like, Oh, I know what's going on here. And then they get burned. You probably have to be a little careful, right? You do have to be careful and you have to be mindful of certain situations. But again, you have to be married to the television. So you actually have to watch these games. Like, you know, a lot of people, it, it, at certain times, they may have the Lakers versus the Dallas Mavericks on, but on the other hand, at the same time, they may have the Chicago Bulls versus the Cleveland Cavaliers game. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I may turn to the ESPN game and watch that, the Lakers and Mavs, but I'm watching the, the Bulls in, in Cleveland, and I'm learning a lot about the Chicago Bulls. And so, you know, when you go in there right now, like, for example, right now, the wise thing to do is take the Chicago Bulls on any bet because oh. they, they are playing inspiring basketball. They have been covering every single day for about the last two weeks. Zach mm-hmm. Levine is playing outside his mind or, or finally reaching his superstar potential. And Billy Donovan have those guys locked in. They play very competitive on the defensive end. And I don't think they have 
they have not covered a bet, whether they was the underdogs or whether whether they was supposed to cover the spread in the last two weeks. Yeah, I, I like that. Gina, who do you see? You see anyone jump out at you early that we should be well, riding? No, I was gonna. I was gonna say with the Bulls, I, I like to do a little word association since I'm sort of getting newer to this, and I like to make everything relative. And um, if you ask me how I would characterize in just a couple of words the, the Chicago Bulls, I say bet on Kobe, like that kid, and what Zach Levine is doing. When mm-hmm. I look at the Bulls, any game, I'm thinking they're gonna cover, assuming they're the dog. But like, mm-hmm. I'm always gonna go with the Bulls. I have no problem with that. You saw that. You saw the close game this weekend against the Clippers. So I agree. Zach Levine's a star. There's no player I want to see play on a contender more than Zach Levine. I know people talk about Aaron Gordon. I think Zach Levine would be special on a team that, that can contend, could contend, but I love what Billy Donovan's got them doing. And by the way, my, my point to, you know, being a sports fan my, my whole life and it being sort of in my blood and my DNA working at a sports network Perk's absolutely right. If you just watch games, football games, golf mm-hmm. tournaments, race car driving, whatever it is, if you watch and listen to the booth, listen to the Doris Burks and the Mike Breens and the, you know, the the Reggie Millers or whoever it is calling mm. the game, listen to the pre-halftime post-game, watch shows like Perk Show, the jump on ESPN, you're gonna be good at this. Like you're gonna get it. It's gonna be second nature. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna help you so much. Sometimes I'll watch the ESPN broadcast. But I'm in L.A., so I might flip over to the Lakers game on Spectrum, right? You got the blackouts, too, or with the Clippers on on Fox Prime Ticket. It's good to just get different perspectives from different booths. And I think that's super helpful when you're betting on sports. Absolutely. All right. Now, let me uh, bring you into my web here by uh, what I think are now bad bets that I've made in the beginning of the year. I bet Luca to win the MVP. He's up plus 440. He was about that when I bet him uh, about five or six weeks ago. Giannis five to one. Kevin Durant now seven to one on FanDuel. Steph, there you go, Gina. Steph ten to one, and yeah. Embiid twelve to one. Um, I feel like uh, you know, he had that battle against Jokic the other night, but other than that, not a lot of buzz for Luca. Did I make a mistake, Perk or Gina? Because typically it's a top two seed, right? A player on the top two seed that gets MVP. Russell Westbrook screwed that up a few years ago. Um, but I think they kind of stick to that. I was working under the assumption, here's a guy going from 21 to 22 years old. He went up eight points per game from last year, uh, two years ago to last year. And I didn't think they're giving Giannis a third in a row. They've stayed right. away from that. Am I, is that bet dead or is there just no value in it? Well, Luca needs, Luca needs Porzingis back and he's getting him back this week, right? I think it was supposed to be you know, this week. We'll see what happens with COVID, but go ahead, Perk. No, I think it was a safe bet. I think that that bet still has value. My question to you is how much did you put into it, Sam? Too much. Too much stupid money, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so too much, all right, so... What's too much for Perk is is different than what's too much for me and what's too much for you, yeah, all right. So, Cousin Sam, here's my thing, right? My thing is, and, and I was talking with Gina about this last week, is that if I'm a bet for MVP, I need to see the odds, right? Because I think like Steph Curry, G, you text me, it was plus 1,600, right? Mm-hmm. So It Steph started Curry, at six or eight, though, you know, and yeah. it's gotten, yeah, longer as he's Went the other had way. better games, yeah. Right, so so what I'm saying is you take a guy like Joe Steph Curry and Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, the way Philly is playing, Joel Embiid is averaging 23 and 12, Philly could possibly win the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, okay? Which is a huge jump. Um, They're playing inspiring basketball. So 
Me personally, I might take 500 and place on Joel and B. And I may take 500 and place it on Steph Curry because I feel like with that situation, the Warriors don't have to finish a top three or four seed in overall period. Long as the Warriors make the playoffs this season without mm-hmm. a Clay Thompson, Steph is going to be in the runners for MVP. And, wow. and they probably yeah. have, in my opinion, the rookie of the year and Wiseman who's going to help open it up for him. For me, Steph Curry, and I'll, I'll run this back to, to football for you, Sal. Yeah. Steph Curry is synonymous with what Lamar Jackson is doing in the NFL and, and even Baker Mayfield after yeah. yesterday. Everybody forgot about these guys. Right. And you, you can't, you can't, they always say you can't underestimate the heart of a champion. Steph Curry is going to do in the NBA what Lamar just did in the NFL. Oh, you forgot about me? Okay. And Baker, he likes to dance. Steph likes to shimmy. You see what I'm saying? Like, don't yeah, count yeah. those guys out just because you don't like them for whatever reason. They're stars. Right. There's no, there's no way Steph's gonna gonna let these uh, Twitter pundits be right. There's no way. I don't think he lets them down either. Uh, well, the one thing I worry about is load management or just getting hurt a little bit. Of course, you have to worry about that with every player, and that that's the whole thing with Steph. Does he does he last the season? Does he ta- is he gonna sit ten games? Is it gonna take away from Perk? What I want to ask you is, you know, as you're, you're in the media now, and as you get to the pinnacle, and you're right up there right now, they may throw an MVP vote your way, and then that precludes you from being able to bet on stupid things like this, right? Well, I don't know the ins and outs on it, right? But it, it might, yeah. it might, it might, right? So that would hurt. But I never, <laughs> this would, to be honest, I haven't I haven't even placed the MVP vote yet. I'm, I mean, it's still not too late. But if right. I had to, before it get too late into the season, I probably would go with like Joel or, or Steph. Just because you're going to win more money, right? And And, and it's like, with me, it's not like I'm betting five thousand. I'm betting five hundred, so I'm spacing right. it out anyway. So one of the two might hit. It's not a like it's it's not far gone. Like they won't mm-hmm. hit. But here's the thing I have with Luca. I was expecting Luca to come back into like great shape, body looking different. You know, maybe dropped a couple pounds, and he didn't do that. Right. So I'm like, okay, Luca, that possibly could hurt you in the in the far as in the conversation because when you think of uh, MVP they want to they want to look at you from the start they want to look at the eye test and he's still not shooting a great percentage from the three-point line he's going to put up monster monster numbers because he has the ball in his hands so much but the Mavericks are not even going to finish top five in the Western Conference this year that hurts yeah that hurts for sure that's what's going to hurt everybody hard yeah. The only the only player who can come back uh, and be out of shape straight from a strip club is James Harden and still take home the, the hardware. You, you, could, you could bet on you could bet on Harden for MVP every year and it wouldn't be a bad bet. Hold on, let me see. I don't even. I'm scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and I don't see him. Am That's I a good sign. Put some money on him. I, if I can freaking find him, where where is he even? Did they the league forget about? Oh, there he is, twenty two to one. All right, so he's like he's like tenth uh, in the tenth in the running right there. Yeah. Right there, 22 to 1. That's and interesting. And he, he always finishes top five, so he'll be up there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the numbers are insane. Okay, now the, my other misstep, I think, and uh, Gina, you brought up uh, James Wiseman for Rookie of the Year. Yeah, that's who I went with. I waited one game. I was like, this is the guy. Yeah. We didn't get to see him play at Memphis. He came out early. Uh, four went his last year, which got kind of canceled anyway, the tournament at least. Uh, I had him at 7-1. He's 8-1 to one now, but now – Lamelo, who was like four to one, is now at minus two ten. You can't. There's no value in him at him anymore. And why would there be? 
the youngest guy to get a triple double a couple days ago. Does this continue with LaMelo or are there any, uh, any value picks out there for rookie of the year? I'll say this. I'll say this perk about LaMelo. I don't think people understand how tough the NBL is. Like, I don't think people understand how hard it is to play against grown men in Australia, mm -hmm. the, their rules and the way they count stats. Like he was, I think he was averaging, he got, he had so many triple, I think he was averaging seven or eight assists in Australia, mm. in Australia. They don't count an assist for you. If, if the player you pass to takes a dribble in the NBA, you get like two or three dribbles. You still record that assist. In the NBL, the NBL, they don't. So imagine how hard it is for this kid to put up seven or eight assists a game with that, with that being a rule. So right. I, don't, I don't think people understand how good he is, but I also don't want to like knee-jerk right now. A triple-double's dope, and he, look, he's got a shot to, to, to uh, record more triple-doubles than Ben Simmons did a few years back, which would be you know quite a feat. Right. But um, I, I still like Wiseman. I just think like... In the West, the Warriors are going to be overlooked every night. And when you have a guy like Steph Curry to open up the floor for you, whereas LaMelo, Gordon Hayward, I don't know. Is he going to play a whole season? He, it'd be helpful for LaMelo if he does, but I don't know if I can count on him. Yeah. LaMelo is more exciting, right? He's more exciting. And, and, and to be honest, I think in the near future, he's going to be a superstar. Like, we're going to be talking about him in the MVP conversation. Right now... James Wiseman is the pick because of the culture, right? It's not, it's not hard to fit in with Golden State if you're that talented as a big man. That's what they've been missing. He's a great live guy. He's playing alongside one of the, the, uh, the best guys with the highest IQ in, in the game at Draymond Green. And then you're playing with an a MVP candidate, uh, the best shooter of all time, a guy that demands so much attention in Steph Curry. Just like the other night, they had three people guarding him. And you can't do that with a guy like James Wiseman on the floor. He's already battle-tested. And when I say battle-tested, it's because he went to Memphis. Although he didn't play a lot, he still was around Anthony Hardaway. Mm -hmm. He still was around Mike Miller, guys who were pros. So he was working out, learning the pro game. And then you go, move him to – then you get then he gets drafted, excuse me, by Golden State who has Steve Kerr, Mike Brown, Ron Adams, right? Ron Adams is so unappreciated around the league. It's crazy to me. One of the best assistant coaches, hands down, hands on, a guy that is constantly in the film room with him. So I'm looking at James Wiseman. He don't have to do much at all, but hmm. he's so talented that he's going to get put in a great situation and he's going to be able to put up more consistent numbers than LaMelo Ball. And I'll be the beginner real quick for you guys. I don't know. You guys are the experts. I don't know if this means anything in the world of betting, but I look at the body. James Wiseman is NBA ready right now, and LaMelo's not. So LaMelo might be an MVP. He's, he might be a perennial all-star. I'm not disputing that. That kid is, is good. But right now, rookie of the year, we're talking about this year, I think Wiseman has the advantage because his body's better. He's better suited to, to you know shoulder up against big dudes in the NBA. And then because of style, look, look, one more point. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's not, he's not, LaMelo is not even starting. Okay. Right. So that's the thing, right? So now teams are focusing on him when he comes into the game. But once he becomes a starter, if they insert him in, into the starting lineup, guess what? Now the attention is going to get even deeper on him. So right now, I can't just say that. James Wiseman is a starter. So when you go in the film room into locker rooms pregame, 
he's on there for about five to six minutes where they're going over and breaking him down play by play. LaMelo as a bench player coming in off the bench, although he's doing great things, that's that's still not putting the emphasis on him yet. Yeah, he's playing against a second unit. Wiseman yeah. is out here taking every other team's best shot every night because of this hatred everybody has for Steph Curry. Nobody's nobody's getting up to play the Charlotte the, the Charlotte team. Like nobody cares. Like all oh, you guys, we got we got Charlotte tomorrow. Let's go. Like right. But everyone's bringing that A level for the Warriors. So I think Gina. Back to your other point. I think it's three things. First of all, you got to figure out how many minutes these guys are going to get. Unlike MVP, where these guys are going to be in for the majority of the game, their minutes will vary between one and two, player to player. Right. This award, you don't know how many minutes the rookies are going to get. Load management for a rookie. How much battle test we want. That's one. The body, the way they look, I think that's too, uh, definitely for sure. And what Perk said earlier, the buzz a player gets. Perk, you know they were ready to give this uh, Rookie of the Year to Zion for playing mm. like 19 games when John Moran was lighting it up for 40 before they uh, bubbled everything up. So I think that has a lot to do with it too. And uh, I'm not sure if being in Charlotte or the uh, Bay Area region, who that favors. But um, Lamelo does get a lot of buzz for not being a starter. You're, you're right. It's very strange what's going on. Thanks, thanks, Lavar and Lonzo. Yeah, right. no kidding. <laughs> and it's just it, it's it, and that's a great that's a great example though because it was just like last year when I kept telling people that Giannis was not supposed to win the Defensive Player of the Year last year, and there's no hate towards Giannis, but mm-hmm. he was playing more of a free safety. He wasn't really guarding anyone, right? Like. When you talk about guarding anyone, like I watched so many games where he didn't take on the challenge. He was great at help, help side, def- being a help side defender. But Giannis wasn't even statistically, he wasn't even the best defender on his team. It was Brooke Lopez. So that's why I was saying like Anthony Davis, right? And I would have picked Anthony Davis as my defensive player of the year. Second, I would have went with Bam out of Bayo because of his impact that he had on the Miami Heat team. You're looking at some big man that can switch one through five, anchor defense, protect the rim, and they do so much. They don't have any flaws defensively. Giannis have yet to show me that. And his peers feel the same way. Absolutely. But because Uh, the media gassed him. They gassed him. Oh, he's the MVP and the the PER and – he protects the rim at this level. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Well, you know what's funny? He wasn't even, maybe he was a slight favorite, but he went to like minus 400 after that All-Star game. As soon as the country saw him dunk and everything, it was very weird that that's just just a little little buzz, right? You just see right. a little on TV. It's so crazy how it shifts the odds, which isn't necessarily the the determinant factor, but it is, it is some kind of a... Some kind of indication. Gina, tell us about the Gaming Society. We're co-producing your podcast with the Gaming Society. Now, this is an organization that helps uh, troubled teenage gamblers. No, I got that wrong. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Not yet, but maybe okay. that's in the cards. <laughs> no up. pun. Um, <laughs> I mean, it is. It is basically the betting academy or a betting academy, which is you know our our podcast appropriately named Perkinized Podcast the betting academy hoops edition. So basically what we're, what we're trying to do is share knowledge and share information and make um, people better sports betters or Mm -hmm. help people with that confidence that I talked about Perk has given me um, with, with wealth, with knowledge, of course, and, and hopefully wealth, but really we're looking at trying to just gamify a sport, a game, have fun doing it, learn a lot, 
Um, and, and hopefully you have enough confidence then to then graduate on to higher levels. You get to Sal's expert level, Perk's yeah. expert level. We're not all there yet. I would, I would, um, you know, compare it to if you're familiar, familiar with, uh, the, the, you know, the day trading or the stock market, like a Robin hood or a Motley fool, what those, uh, editorial content, mm-hmm. you know, platforms are to day trading is kind of like what the gaming society and the betting Academy, which is, you know, un- under the gaming society, what these things are to, to sports betting. Um, and so we think we can, we think we can help. We think we can bring you good content. We think we can give you some sound advice. Um, but we think we can have a lot of fun al- along the way and let people come up with their own processes and philosophies, but, but take advice from experts such as Pert, such as yourself. Yeah. Experts such as myself lost so much money this week and it would make you vomit. So uh, the perk, perk's the expert, uh, but uh, yeah, no, it goes week to week. No, I, <laughs> for no, me. no, actually, actually, I'm right there with you because it's that. Because <laughs> look, I I didn't even follow my own advice, right? So I tweeted out yeah, yesterday. Yeah. I said, uh, the the Ravens, Saints, and the Browns are Brown. all in W's today, right? Oh. And then in my mind, I went back on my word. Uh, and said, you know what? There's no way that the Steelers are losing. Okay, so you know it's just it just it just happens like that. And then you know, people have to take the pandemic and people have to take COVID in mind, right? Like sure. that plays a huge factor because guys are going to be out, but they have certain guys that are step that that's going to step up and and just been waiting on their opportunity that is very good. Like nobody thought that. You know, because I think yesterday the Browns, for example, right, they were missing their best cornerback. And they was like, oh, they're in trouble mm-hmm. for sure. But the secondary stepped up because a lot of those guys were just waiting on their opportunity and they're good. They're very good themselves. So they I sure feel- did. Uh, let me have real quick. I should have brought this up earlier. Do you look at trends like at New Year's Day? The NBA was eight and one. The unders were eight and one. And I, my stupid head thinks, Oh, everyone's hung over. The shots aren't going in. Did you perk in your playing days? Did you now the, the, theoretically no one could leave their house, but they could still drink or they could still party a little bit. Am I on to something here or uh, should we keep this in mind for next year? No, you you are not not for next year, but just for this year, right? So majority of the times, hear me out. Mm-hmm. Majority of the times, anytime you have a holiday game period, especially in the NBA the wise thing to do is to take the away game. Oh, Take the away team. I'm sorry. Take the away team, not the mm-hmm. home team, because you got to understand, family members are there. They're still trying to get their gatherings out the way. Well, the away team, especially now in the pandemic on New Year's Eve, they were stuck in the hotel, right? Right. They were stuck in the hotel. So with the, with the rules that the NBA have with them traveling, it's not like they could do much. But a home team, they probably were celebrating. So my early years in the NBA, we didn't play on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. They just allowed this to start happening. So right. I do think guys were a little hungover, right? <laughs> Getting the, the whiskey out their system or a hen or a Hennessy, whatever <laughs> the hell they was drinking. But I do think that play a major effect, just like the Christmas Day game. Yeah. Well, yeah, your, fa- your favorite team, Perk, the Clippers. They they Paul George admitted he just – it, like he didn't see Christmas coming, but Christmas is on the calendar every year. It's the same day. You know, it's yeah. not like Thanksgiving that you, it's on the same day every year. He didn't see it coming. They they partied a little too hard. Little, little family, small gathering, I, yeah. one would hope. And they yeah. blew it. 
They blew it. It was the home team. Yeah. Yeah. They just need they need pocket calendars so they could see these games coming, right? I mean, it's just that they have no excuse there. Well, uh, I've I've learned a lot, and uh, we're gonna keep it going, you guys. The betting academy hoops edition, uh, twice a week. Gina and Perk, so happy to have you on the Extra Points Podcast Network, the Money Grab feed. Go to it. I know you have one to record right now. Very excited about this new podcast. Thank you. Thanks, so. All right. See you guys. All right. Thank you. See you. All right. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds. Watch Fox Bet Live Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern on FS1. Follow us at Extra Points Pod and me at The Cousin Sal on Twitter. For the Degenerate Trifecta, Jim Cunningham, Kendrick Perkins. And Gina Paradiso, I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Nah, nah, nah.